Good afternoon, everybody. We had that tornado warning too. Our phones went off at the house. And everything was going wild. And uh, we uh, clouds outside, I'll tell you. Andy, I know what you're talking about. Them things was dark blue. It was just unreal. But uh, God knows what he's doing. He was in control. I wasn't really worried about him. Uh, everything we own belongs to him anyway, so he do what he wants to with it. But uh, I, I'm just thankful that uh, God watched over us and sent the storm on out. And uh, So uh, to be in prayer tonight, I'd like you to turn to Joshua chapter 6, 7, and 8. Now Anthony asked me Sunday night, could I preach a sermon as long as Chris did? Were y'all ready to get ready? Because we're going to be here till about 8.45. I'm just joking. I condensed it down a little bit. <laughs> so uh, it won't be that long. I want to talk to you tonight about an aching heart. Okay, an aching heart. Let's go to Lord and pray. Father, we are truly thankful for this day. We are blessing for all that you've done for us. And God, for watching over us through the storms and everything. And God, pray with Chris to be with him tonight. And Lord, just uh, whatever he's doing, God, that you just bless him in a mighty way. Thank you, Lord, for the message Sunday. God, we just pray that we take it to heart what's being said from your pulpit. God, I just pray you give me the words to say tonight to your people. God, it'll be a blessing to them in everything that we do. Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. In, John, in uh, Joshua chapter 6, I want you to take a note to the first verse there. Chapter 6, verse 1 says, Now Jericho was straightway shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Now, to give you a little background about Jericho, Jericho was 430,000 square feet. Okay? It had stone wall, was 11, first stone wall was 11 foot, eight, 11 foot 8 inches tall. And it was 5.9 feet wide at the bottom. Okay? The second wall, inside the wall, was a stone tower that stood 28 feet tall. It was 30 feet wide. That's a pretty big wall around the city. The tower itself had an in, internal staircase that went 22 steps up to the city. That's how big it was. Big city. One of the biggest cities, the Bible tells us, that one of the biggest cities in the world today. And, uh, yeah, thanks the Lord, here comes the rain again. But I want to talk to you tonight about an aching heart. And we start here in chapter 6 where God told Joshua, look, I've, see, I've given Jericho into your hands. It's all yours. But you got to do it my way. I want you to take and march around that city one time the first day, the second day, the third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. He said, and on the seventh day, I want you to march around it seven times. 
Now, I, met, I checked some figures on that city. They said it was about a mile in circumference. So they had to walk all the way around that, and probably outside that. And I don't know how long it took them to walk. I don't know how long it takes to walk. You can walk from my house to, to the service station now, which is uh, probably almost two miles from my house in no time, really. But they, this is what God told them, and God told them something else. I read this story so many times over the years, and then when I got to reading, something stood out to me. God said, when you start to march, you tell everybody, shut their mouth. Don't shout, don't say a word, don't do anything till the seventh day, and I tell you to tell them to shout. Now, I believe the whole army might have been men, because I don't know how in the world you can shut seven days, women up for seven days. I don't see how you could do that. But, you know, they did that. They shut their mouth. The Bible says they shut their mouth and didn't open it till God told them to shout. Now, that is amazing to me. Seven days without saying a word to anybody. Hey, that's hard to do. But they did it. And they marched around. They said he told them how he wanted them to do it. There'd be some soldiers in front. The priests would be seven priests in front blowing the seven trumpets. Behind them would be the Ark of the Covenant. And behind them would be the rear army. The rest of them followed. And could you imagine the people in Jericho watching these people walk around their city and then come back and go back to camp, don't do a thing. Next day, they did the same thing. They marched around the city, went back to the camp, done the same thing, all quietly. The priests would blow the trumpets. That was it. The Bible says they came to the seventh day, they marched around that city seven times. Seven times. And when they came back, Joshua told them, says, all right, when I yell, shout, you shout. Everybody. And the trumpets would be blown. They blew the trumpets, and when they blew the trumpets, Joshua says, shout. They shouted. And the Bible says the walls came down. Now, I looked up a lot of lot of places in their commentaries and things. Some people say that a volcano happened that caused an earthquake, you know, there and caused the wall to fall. I don't know. It doesn't matter who in the world caused the earthquake. God did. It doesn't matter. God said the walls fell. And the thing about it is the walls didn't fall outside. They fell on the inside crushing people like you wouldn't believe. Israel go to walk in. That is amazing to me how that thing come out like that. And God, and Joshua told him, said, now listen, you go in, you kill every man, every woman, every child, every beast. And he says, and you bring the treasure out and it's going into the treasure of the Lord. It belongs to God. The silver, the gold, the brass buckles, everything in there, he said, belongs to God. Doesn't belong to us. He said, and God says, if any man t 
partakes of that cursed thing, as he calls it, God says he'll answer for it. So they went in and they'd done that. They went through, they marched in. And the thing about it is, after Joshua sent the two soldiers in to spy around there and come back, you remember Rahab, she was in part of the building there, and she lived on the outside wall. And she hung a red scarlet rope, tied thing down her window. So when they come in, they would know not to mess with that people in that room, in that house. Everybody that she had in that house was spared. God spared every one of them. When them walls tumbled, I imagine they fell this way, they fell that way, and hers probably stood just like this. It's amazing how God works and how God does things. But it's, he goes on and tells us, he said, after they'd done that, Achan, who was one of the soldiers, walked through. And what happened? He had three looks. The Bible says he looked, he saw, he took. What did he take? He took the gold, the silver, the bronze, and he took a mantle, a, a piece that they wore all around him. He took that back to his tent, buried it underground in his tent, thinking nobody saw me, everything's going to be okay. Why can't I have some of this treasure? Well, God said nobody was to do that. Plain and simple. And if God said it, he meant it. So they come up here to chapter 7. They start out. What does it say? But the children of Israel committed a treasure, a trespass in the accounted, the accursed thing for Achan, a son of, of Karma, the son of Zabbath, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now this thing here made God mad. And because of this, Joshua goes on telling them, Joshua sent men out to stretch out to A, and which is beside Beth-Avon, Beth and on the east side of the Bethel, and spake unto them, and saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed the country. And see, they had, they had about 30,000 soldiers, Israel did. But the, two, the spies, they came back and said, Listen, don't send 30,000 men up there. This is a smaller place. It's not very much inhabited or anything. Just send some men, 3,000 men up there. Well, Joshua did that. He sent 3,000 soldiers up there. And as they approached the gate, the gate swung open. The men and they come out and the children of Israel ran. And when they ran, the army of A killed 35 men. Because of Achan's sin, 35 men lost their lives. And we don't think sin's important today and what it can cause. But because of that sin, 35 men died. And the children ran. And Joshua, he didn't know nothing about it. He said, Lord, he says, what's going on? He says, why, why did you, you tell us this is the city you want us to take? What, why did, what happened? God said, because you got sin in the camp. People don't realize in a church, 
A person sitting in church who has unconfessed sin in their life and trying to hide it can keep a revival from happening in that church, can keep a blessing from happening in that church. And that's what we don't want to have here. We don't, we don't want that. We want the blessings. We want the, the spiritual thing to just keep running out. So we need to stay right with God. So Achan, he messed up. God says, I'll tell you what, Joshua, I want you to march every one of the tribes of Israel by you, by their tribe, one tribe at a time. You march them by, and you find out who did that thing. And he did that, and the last tribe to come up there was Achim's tribe. And Joshua looked at him and said, what have you done? He said, I'm sorry. He says, I took the gold, the silver, the brass, and the manners, the manners that you wear. He says, I took it in my tent. It's buried in my tent. Joshua sent some men to his tent. They dug it up and said, yes, it's there. And then they, he brought all of those in Achan's house out. Achan, his wife, their children, no matter. And that's the main thing about it. This sin falls on their kids. That's how important it is to stay right. Joshua brought them all out. What did he do? Killed every one of them. Killed every single one of them. And God said, now, how would you like to go back to A? Try again. This time, do it like I told you to do it. But this time, Joshua sent 30,000 soldiers there. And he said, now what I want y'all to do, I want you to take this batch. I want you to go around and hide. Just, just hide. Just get that there and just don't let nobody see you. Hide. And I'll take the other group. We'll come up on them. And when they come out, we'll turn and run. And when we run, y'all go into the city, take it over. And that's exactly what he done. When he done that, they saw uh, Joshua and them coming up. They come out of the city, Joshua and them, they turned and ran. And when the soldiers that were hidden saw that they'd all gone, all the men in the city, the Bible says, every one of them went after Israel. Every one of them. So these men go up, they go into the city, and they start burning that city down. Smoke rising everywhere. They're out there fighting a the battle and everything, and the smoke's just rising. They turn and look, and they see their city is set on fire. And then Joshua turned his group around and went to slay the people. It's amazing how God works. The children of Israel had just been given a great victory at Jericho. And it was apparent to all that God was with them. The reason Jericho was shut up like it was, they heard what God was doing for Israel. They brought them across the Red Sea and everything, no problem. But God took care of Jericho. However, they were defeated at A. And defeat left them confused until 
the Lord revealed that there was sin in the camp. I don't pray there's no sin in our camp here. I really do. Achan and his complacent family were guilty of stealing and disobeying God. And Joshua killed every one of them. When sin got gone, the things that we learned from this test that God put the Israel through here is simple this. First of all, in 711, if you look at that verse there a minute, Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant, which I committed to them, commanded to them, for they have given, have even taken of the cursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled, and also they have put it even among their own stuff. He's talking about Achan. God says, our sin is known. Our sin is known. It may not be known to the people in the church. It may not be known to the pastor. But you can rest sure one thing, it's known to God. He knows everything. Achan and his family were complacent family. They were guilty of stealing, disobeying God. I hope and pray we don't do that. We may partially hide our sins, but we cannot hide them from God. You can hide them from anybody you want to, but you can't hide your sin from God. And if you want God's blessing, you need to get that sin confessed and get it out of your life. Second, my sin hurts others. Look at verses 1 through 9. You know, they, here it talks about what goes on and everything. They lost the battle, and because they lost that battle, 35 men lost their lives in that first battle. They can sin cause that. Think of how our sins can hurt others. See, your sin just ain't sin on you. Your sin affects other people. It affects your family. It affects your friends. It affects everything about you, not just you. So we need to get it confessed and get it out. We need to also see my sin must be addressed. If I sin, I go to the Lord. I go to him right away. Say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me back where I was. Boy, I tell you, that's one of the best feelings you can get. <laughs> Knowing that God, the King of kings, ruler of everything, says, I forgive you, son. I forgive you. Sin's got to be addressed. You've got to call it out to God. They had to call it out. Look at verse 12. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will be I be with you anymore, except you destroy that cursed thing from among you. God told Joshua, said, listen, until you get this thing cleared up in the camp, he says, I will not even talk to you. 
I don't want to come to a point in my life that my sin keeps God from talking to me. I don't want that to ever happen. Ever. Next, my sin, once addressed, leads to victory. Once Joshua took care of Achan and his family and all that had something to do with that cursed thing, God turned him around and sent him right back to Achan. And he won the battle. He got victory. You get sin out of the camp, and I guarantee you one thing, God will give us victory. You'd give us victory. Though repentance is painful, it's embarrassing and humbling. It leads to our victory over sin. If you got sin in your life, you got to get it out. Point blank. Now I'll tell you right now, I I, I watch Paw Patrol on TV. Now don't y'all laugh. I mean, it makes common sense. A lot of these stupid programs we watch don't make no sense at all. Who turns the red with my wife? I'm gonna kill him. Why don't you take that stuff to the Lord? Get that stuff straightened out that way. Let God take care of the problem. Not many of the programs on TV today are God-centered programs. I'll tell you right now, Paw Patrol, you can't find nothing wrong with that. They talk about uh, working and teaching kids and, and, and helping people and you, talking about the growing things. It's just unreal. I love it. I mean, I told my wife, I, I love it. I sit there and watch it by myself. I like it. I like Paw Patrol. Y'all can take that to the bank. <laughs> it's a good program. <laughs> and my grandson loves it too. Let me tell you that. He loves that program. He'll sit there and let's start playing. He'll start. I said, what are you? He's looking at He's dancing. He loves it. Yes, repentance can be, sin can be painful, very painful. I've talked with some people, I've talked with people on our golf course when I, high point, I play with high point seniors, and there was a guy I played with, I said, God, please, whatever you do, don't let me get paired with that guy again. But this guy was GD in everything. And I took it for three solid holes. And I said, it's like God told me, he says, you need to say something to that guy. Well, I did. He got in my car. He was riding with me. <laughs> I said, let me ask you something. I said, what's God done to you? He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm a child of God. I said, no, I don't appreciate the language you're using about my Lord. Uh, 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 well, uh, uh, uh. That's all we got. And you know, for the next 15 holes, he never said a bad word at all. You got to take a stand for God, wherever you're at. Are you who you, let me put it to you this way. Are you who you, who you want 
others to believe you are? Are you the person you want others really to believe you are? Or are you hiding something? What value is it to fool those around you if you can't fool God? What good is it going to do you? It's not going to do you a bit of good. None at all. Stop pretending. Get rid of your aching heart. And give your heart wholly to God. Please. Please. If you've got to confess sin, confess that sin to God. You ain't got to come up here and tell me what you've done. I don't. Listen, it doesn't matter to me. It matters, but it, I mean, I don't want to know about it. But God does. God wants you to come up and confess it to Him. When I come down the altar at Clifton Road Baptist Church to get saved, when I got down on that altar, I didn't ask Terry, I didn't ask Preacher Black, or Preacher Young, I, I didn't ask him anything. I just got down and said, Oh, God, please forgive me. And you know what? He did. <laughs> and I love him. Now, I've not been perfect. I, I do things wrong. Uh, I, can't, I can't see out of this eye here. Uh, people out there, everybody's blurry. I can see okay with this. But this one is starting to clear up a little bit. But it's called floaters in the eye. And, uh, you know, it, it's aggravating. When you, you can't hardly, you can't halfway read. You look at a word, you have to, it's like Donnie was saying a while ago, get words all gets messed up. And I get words messed up. But God knows my heart. He knows what I'm trying to do. And Israel went through Jericho with a great victory. Right after Jericho, Achan done all that, took all that stuff out of there and put it in his tent. Then they went to A. Right after Jericho, they went to A. God said, I'll not talk to you to get rid of that sin. It's in the camp. You know, Israel, a lot of times, if there was sin in the camp, they dealt with it one way. They cut your head off. Got rid of it. We don't do that today. We just pat you on the back and send you out the door. But it shouldn't be. You got sin in your life, and if somebody in this church knows it, they need to let him know there's sin in his life. And he confess that sin and get that sin right. Sin will carry you to an early grave. I believe that with all my heart. But God will carry you to heaven if everything is right. Get things right if you're not if you don't have it all right and everything. It's I learned so much just studying those three chapters, and there's so much in there. Anthony, I could have preached for an hour and a half on everything I learned on that, but I just condensed it down to some stuff. But it amazed me that God told Joshua, "Go to Jericho, city's yours." He goes to Jericho, they take the city, the walls come down. Tumble walls came and tumbling down. And they did. They tumbled down. But Achan messed everything up. One man. 
and his family. It cost him, his family, wife, his kids, and everything he owned. They got rid of it. They took the gold, the silver, the brass, and everything, and brought it and put it in God's treasury, where God said it's supposed to be put for later use. Oh, listen to me, friend. You got problems today? Take it to the Lord. You come down here, you know how I say, you ain't got to confess it to me or the preacher or anybody. Just tell God. God's the one who is, the main one, really, who's concerned about everything. Everybody else says, okay, that's fine. But God says, no, let's get this thing right so I can bless you. I want God's blessing. I don't know about you, but I want it. I believe he's coming soon. I believe the way this world situation messes, getting all fixed up here, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine, now Russia and China's getting together, and they're even talking in Russia and China about a one world currency. And what does that tell y'all? We're getting ready to leave this crazy place. We're going to a good place. I can see my mom and dad again. And I've got a little baby there. And that baby is waiting on mama and dad. I believe God will introduce them to me. This was a child that y'all lost. Right here. And I believe that child will know us. You can say what you want to. Heaven's going to be worth it all. But the first thing I want to do is I want to see my Lord. I want to bow at his feet, kiss his feet, thank him for what he's done, what he's done for me. He's been good to me. He really has. And I want him to keep on being good. And he will as long as we live for him. He's most important, right? Right? He's most important. He's the one we've got to give an account to. I ain't got to give an account to that sorry Biden. You ain't got to worry about that. I don't owe him a thing. I ain't going to. He might take all my money. That's what it looks like what he's trying to do anyway. But I'm trusting Jesus. My soul.